Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Virgio. And as always, I have a beautiful guest today that I'm super excited to chat with. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi, Jessica. I'm so excited to be on. Listen, I went over this in the intro, but Lindsay is one of those people that the moment I connected with her through social media, I'm like, oh, we're going to be virtual friends, hopefully in person one day soon, but we're running parallel paths and I couldn't be more excited to bring this conversation to you guys to talk more about how to build community and what it looks like to create something in a gap that you see is missing in our industry. And that's exactly what Lindsay did by creating independent beauty pros. She not only has a podcast, but she also has a giant community that you can join. So we're going to chat more about that at the end, but I just want you guys to get to know Lindsay. So I had to have her on and just share what she's doing because I think it's simply incredible. Uh, and I just, I have to give credit where credit's due. So again, welcome to the show. Can you talk to us a little bit about who you are and share with our listeners, like why you do what you do? You just gave like the best intro. So I feel like you've hit a lot of the nails. I um, I am first and foremost a hairstylist and makeup artist myself. So I built my business in Chicago. Um, I went out on my own in 2012 as an independent artist. So rented a chair. Um, and actually one of the stories I share pretty frequently was a massive learning curve for me stepping into that role of being an entrepreneur and taking on all the facets that come with entrepreneurship. So I secured a space, moved my clients, had all of my systems in place to make sure that I was set up for success. Um, the location I found was great. It was less than a mile from my original location. Um, and in that transition, the woman who I rented from, um, she had offered me a structure where I could come on as a commission stylist first, see how that worked in terms of bringing my clients over, making sure everybody felt comfortable in the new space. And at the time, I felt so, 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 so appreciative that she was willing to, to structure that with me. However, um, Entrepreneurship 101 have things in a contract, and I unfortunately did not. And so when it came to negotiating that contract, after I felt super secure again, only within a few weeks did I feel like, oh yeah, yeah, everybody's happy. This is a good spot, good location. Let's kind of let's make that move. Let's shift into me renting this space. And unfortunately, we couldn't we couldn't come to a point where I felt comfortable with what she was asking in terms of rental. So rookie, rookie move, you know, I feel like again, it's one of those things that um shoulda, woulda, coulda, but it was a massive learning curve for me in recognizing the importance of having business skills as a solopreneur in the beauty industry and how lacking, unfortunately, that is in our licensing structure. We're really not taught a lot of those basic requirements in being an entrepreneur. And, and we're seeing now more and more people step into salon, suite, rental, chair rental. Um, but again, not having that foundation is just really important. Um, so with that, in my years of being independent artist and, and learning again, kind of by trial and error and, and situations that through mentorship or coaching, I, I probably could have avoided. I recognized that I, I had a bigger purpose in giving back to our industry and making sure that I was offering my experience to other artists who were looking into taking on that structure. And so Early on, I started coaching. I would host workshops, networking events in Chicago. I always thought of it as something kind of in my city. I loved being in the city of Chicago and having access to so many people. Um, but then with COVID, when the pandemic hit, it was really clear that we needed virtual opportunities to connect and make those, those relationships as well. Um, so we launched IBP as our, as our web-based membership platform in April 2020. And since then, we've we've grown exponentially. And we're now in the process of, of taking what we've created on, on our web-based platform and shifting that into app technology. 
Wow, that's amazing. Okay, with all of that being said, walk me back to what first got you excited about being in the beauty industry? Because we know you wanted to go out on your own around 2012, and then that's what we'll touch on. We want to make sure you guys get to hear a little bit more of that backstory because I think that's really important to follow up with. But what drew you to the industry to begin with? I have always loved relationships and connecting with people. That's always been a thing. Even when I was young, young, I I would always make friends. I always had a a big circle, even as a a small child. I just felt like connections and relationships are what make life so fulfilling. And so I think what I initially loved about the beauty industry, my aunt was a stylist and she was always just overflowing with optimism, happiness, connection, relationship. She knew all of her clients so well, as most of us probably listening can connect with. Um, You know, you build those relationships with people after years and years of of hearing what's going on in their lives personally and um, their family dynamic, their children, whatever things that they they share with you. And I think that was something that always drew me to um, the beauty industry as a whole was that opportunity to just on a daily basis constantly be connecting with people. Um, And then I think once I stepped into beauty school, I went to a Paul Mitchell school in Michigan and I had a great experience. And I think, again, having that culture and having the idea of community and support and learning from each other, I think that was something that I also felt really connected to and really enthusiastic about within our industry. And then lastly, I would say it's kind of the opportunities are endless. You know, I think that it's so amazing within the beauty industry that you can structure so many different ways to generate revenue, so many different ways um, to expand and learn, um, so many different niche areas. I mean, again, I'm now sitting in a position where I'm a tech co-founder. That's something that I never, you know, I never saw myself as. But again, within the industry, there's just so many opportunities to continue to grow and expand. Oh my God. Okay. So now I get it. The Paul Mitchell is the tie in why I feel connected to you. I was like, what is it about her? So <laughs> we both have a Paul Mitchell background. I didn't get to go to a Paul Mitchell to school because one did not exist in San Diego back in my day. But uh, I started off assisting at Robert Crummings, which is a Paul Mitchell salon in San Diego. Yep. So yes, I think seeing what is possible in our industry. Um, Paul Mitchell does a great example of building that culture and that community within us and, and really pouring in and showing us that anything is possible in this industry. It's up to you to decide where you take your career, um, which was totally opposite of what my mom had told me that people that did hair were. They were people who couldn't figure out what else they wanted to do for work and that they didn't want to go to college. She had all kinds of stories that I somewhat deeply felt I had to disprove. And so I feel like that's so cool that you had such an, an amazing experience with school. And I find that I hear a lot from students that graduate here in Paul Mitchell, the same thing. Um, so that's, that's super cool. So, okay. So now we've got to the point where Paul Mitchell, then you, you started a commission salon. Did you ever assist or what was your level of, where did you go from there? Because I feel like sometimes I don't give enough backstory when I'm sharing here you are now creating about to be a, a co-founder of this tech app. You're building this amazing community. You've got all this online. Someone listening may be just starting out or just getting out of school thinking, oh my God, that's light years away. I could never, you know, I, she's probably got something I don't have. Um, right. We all think that we all get stuck. We were just talking before we hit record about being scared to start the podcast or for fear that we weren't going to do it right. Or you weren't going to have the right equipment or all the silly excuses or stories that we had. Right. 
Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I, I definitely want to clarify that. That is so not true. There is nothing special or unique about me individually from anyone else who's listening. I think we all have massive, massive big ideas and things that we want to step into. But at the at the end of the day, when we're doing something new, we're all starting at a baseline of having no experience in that category. So the amount of shift that I've had and the growth and the personal development that I've had to step into in order to be in a position where, again, I, I'm the fact founder of independent beauty pros. I am, I am pitching for a tech co-founder. I'm looking for pieces to bring in, to fit into this puzzle of this company that I've created, but it's, it's, again, it's from taking those first steps and not knowing, not knowing exactly what the end result is going to be, not knowing exactly what I'm doing, not knowing exactly who I'm going to meet or who I'm going to connect with. That's going to help get me over the bridge to the next step of what I'm doing. But I think at the end of the day, the thing that does, um, set me or anyone else who steps into these roles as leaders in our industry. I think the difference is that we maybe feel the fear, but we do it anyway. And I think that's something that if anyone listening is, is struggling with that, we are always going to feel imposter syndrome. We are always going to feel overwhelmed. We are always going to feel those things. But if you lean into that and you go into that next step, understanding that it's your first time and whatever you might not do quote unquote right in that first initial time is going to help you learn to step into the next time and the third time and the fourth. And I think that's really the difference is that the only difference for me is that I've done things that have felt very scary. And even if I didn't feel like I succeeded the first time I tried again and I went for it again and a third and a fourth. And now I'm at a point where there really isn't a whole lot that scares me in that same context, because I know that no matter what I take from it, it will help me learn and grow and continue to expand. Oh, I mean, we could just end the podcast right there because that, <laughs> that alone, like I, I, I literally was watching Bill Meyer, Mayer, whatever his name is last night. And of course he's much older than I am. And he was talking about stupid tattoos and he was, he didn't like tattoos. And he's like, and those people, they get things, words written on them. And I was like, oh, you mean like what I wrote on my arm? I, mine literally says, have faith, not fear. And I had to laugh at the comedian. Cause I'm like, you know, was about my mom's genre of all these things. But I was like, I literally did tattoo it on my arm for days that to remind myself that like, yo, but you didn't die. Like you did the hard things. And something else that you just touched on too was being new at something. You know, I've been in the industry for 20 years, like stepping into podcasting, going on social media. I did not build my business in real life behind the chair with any social media. I didn't have an email. I didn't have a booking system. I literally had a paper book and word of mouth. I passed out my cards, guerrilla style, guerrilla marketing style. So this is all so new. And again, for anybody listening to this podcast, me, you, like she said, we're no different than you. We started from ground zero of an idea, took that idea, talked to some people about it, made some moves, posted some things. And, and that's how you start to build momentum and, and you create, clarity, which then gives you the confidence to show up and do the things that are scary. Because I I just tell people with fear, fear just is there to remind you that you care about something. If you didn't care about it, you wouldn't be fearful of it or failing at it or whatever it might be. And you also said something around, if I fail, you know, it's a learning opportunity or it's going to take me to the next step. Okay. That didn't work out the way I thought it was going to. Let me try it this way. It's not a, that didn't work. So shut the door and never try. I find that with my coaching clients are like, yeah, well, I tried that. It didn't work for me. Well, maybe we can try a different angle to see if you can get some momentum in a different way. So kudos to you for, thank you for sharing that first and foremost. And, and second, like, thank goodness for people like you 
pushing through things that are scary and starting because otherwise we wouldn't have communities and platforms like the one you're creating that I can't wait to be more of a part of. So I think I want to share two things that you mentioned though. So first, the thing that I always think about is failure's perception. So when you say like, I failed at something like you didn't, you you may perceive that you failed, but, but at the end of the day, like that, that's so relative in the context of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And if you learn and take something away, in my opinion, that's never a failure. You're always, you're always taking momentum. To me, it's always, I try, I say this all the time to myself. I'm moving the needle. I'm moving the needle. If it's, even if it's just the tiniest fraction, I'm moving the needle. And so again, that helps me not get wrapped up in my story of my perceived failures because to someone else, again, that might seem like the utmost success, but to me, I've seen it as a failure. And then the other thing around fear, I, I, this, I don't remember who told me this, but it's something that's stuck with me for a long time. So fear, again, fear is valid in situations that are life or death, right? It's, it's okay to be afraid if a lion is chasing you. Like that is where like fear is appropriate and appropriate emotion, but really fear is excitement without anxiety in any other situation. So if you're feeling quote unquote fear around something, launching a podcast, it's really, you're actually excited about launching the podcast, but you've increased the quote unquote perceived fear with actual anxiety about not knowing what to do, how to do it. So if you can just remove that anxiety and trust that, again, you'll make pivots and adjustments as you need to, and then you get to tap into excitement, which is like a feel-good emotion, as opposed to anxiety, which can feel overwhelming. And often debilitating. And let's share with them some ways that we push through anxiety, because I feel like for people who are stuck in that place, because I unfortunately hear more and more often um, people are dealing with you know, stronger amounts of depression and anxiety are just crippling people from being able to do the things that they really want to do and start the things and have the conversations and all the stuff. So, you know, let's, let's talk about that just for a second. I know that's not what we were going to dive into on this podcast, but I really think it's important because you brought it up. And I think, I think sometimes we brush over anxiety as the, this, the mantra, like you guys know, I'm a little bit in my mask and I'm always like, yeah, I can fucking do it. Like I'm always, let's go. It's Monday grind, you know, but at the end of the day, you can have anxiety around the littlest things and the littlest things could be just showing your face on social media today. Like you were supposed to, or doing the reels that you said you were supposed to, or client reach outs or the follow-ups or walking to the front, checking people out with those two products. You could have so much anxiety around sales. You know, anxiety can pop up in so many different ways, but, but the excitement that you can flip and use that word instead of anxiety, like how excited would you be for your clients to take those products home so she could have the hair that you just created for her? How exciting would it be if you could actually put a voice to your message and get it out into the world like you, you and I are doing? How excited would you be if one person showed up to your event? You know, so it's like starting there and something else that you said, you know, as I translate it into, you know, planting seeds. If you plant the seeds now, the little things, they will grow. And, and it, it does build momentum more than you can realize. But I think we're in such, an, such a world of we want it now. We want it yesterday. Why hasn't this happened yet? How come I just posted 30 seconds ago? I only have two likes. Like, it's so wild. And I, I feel for this generation because we didn't have any of this. You couldn't get instant gratification. You didn't know if your clients liked you. We didn't have Yelp even. We didn't have shit. So I don't know if it was better to be ignorance is bliss style or now where we have analytics and data and we can figure out what's needed out there. We can figure out a way to get it out there with YouTube and online, you know, Google, literally everything is figure outable. And you're like two people or two questions away from getting the answer to your question that will get you to the next question, that will get you to the next thing, right? So amazing. Talk to us how you started 
building community with this. So networking events came up. You're like, I want to host a networking event. I want to put a workshop together. How did that first one come about? Like break that down for us. And how did you kind of go about doing that? What was your intention with it? Yeah, for sure. So again, major city, lived in Chicago, um, built my clientele there and really struggled with connecting with other entrepreneurs in the beauty barber industry. So entrepreneurship is my kind of um, cornerstone. I feel like that's the piece I always come back to. I love, love, love the beauty industry, but I love being an entrepreneur within the beauty industry even more so. And so that was something that I felt like I wanted to be able to connect with other people. You asked about anxiety and fear. And for me, one of the biggest ways that I overcome some of that is through mentorship. And so it's, again, by finding people who are where I want to see myself going, again, whether this was back behind the chair or if it's even now in my role as a founder of a a company, I think no matter what my objective is, I want to find the people who have accomplished what I want to accomplish and I want to be in the room with them. So I think that's something that in the industry I, I saw as lacking. I felt like, man, I'm in Chicago, major city, and I can't seem to just connect with people. Like even again, at this time, we had, I mean, Facebook was very established, but Instagram was kind of new. I don't even know actually early on. I don't, I don't even think I had Instagram. So, and if I did, it was subpar (laughs) at best. So again, that wasn't, you know, searching like hashtags and tagging Chicago locations and trying to find, again, I wasn't looking to find clients. I was looking to find other beauty barber entrepreneurs. So like, how do I find them? Like, why is this so hard? And then for me being from a small town in Michigan, I thought about how, if it's hard for me in Chicago, whoa, what has it got to be like in the middle of Michigan? What has it got to be like in small communities across the country where you really don't even have access to that large of a, of a group of people. So that was kind of, for me, that pivotal, like, man, this is, this is broken. This should be easier. So I think that was kind of my first little light bulb. Um, I also was a part of, I was a big active networker within my community. So I was a part of a women in entrepreneurship group. I was a part of a wedding industry bridal community. I was a part of our chamber of commerce. I worked with different nonprofits in Chicago. So I was super connected in other areas, but I saw that lacking in our industry. And so it was kind of like, again, when I'm going to a structured networking event where I'm talking with realtors, attorneys, accountants, people who are in corporate America, and they are a part of, you know, two, three, four monthly meetup groups within their industry and they know the success that comes from networking and the power partners that they can make and the referrals that come in effortlessly for their businesses, it was sort of like, man, this is, again, why doesn't this exist? (laughs) We need this. So again, it was just kind of taking my experience, my background, finding mentors and coaches and people who, who saw the the gaps in the industry, hiring those people. And again, I work with two coaches full-time currently. One is within our industry. One is outside of our industry. I think that's super important. We can learn so much from other industries and bring that into our beauty barber industry. Um, And then also too, I mean, my first event, I want to share this so, so honestly, my first event was four people. Three of them are my friends. (laughs) So full transparency. Again, when you think about like, I think a lot of times we see quote unquote success, you know, we see, let's, let's use any, any brand. We see their big company community, whatever, even their Instagram followers. We talked about that. Like 
we see that as success, but we think that happens overnight, (laughs) you know? And again, even if we don't, even if we consciously know it doesn't, I think a lot of times subconsciously we think, well, it was easy for them. They, they got lucky. They, you know, they knew the right people, whatever it is. But the truth is when you go in and you put that intention in that, you're going to find the people that you want to connect with to help you move that needle. That's, that's intentional. That takes a lot of focus. And again, I did not just walk into this expansive community and everybody supporting my big idea and think it's so wonderful. Like it was, it was, you know, four people, three were my friends. (laughs) So keeping it real. Yes. (laughs) I feel you. And I think, I swear there, I know that some people do share the behind the scenes like that scenes like that. Angie Lee is really good about that. If you follow Angie Lee, she'll be on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. She talks all about like the first event she had was like three people and like four of which were family and the only people to read her blogs were her mom and her mom would log in from a different account. So it looked like two people read it. Like that's how we all started. We all started with a failed launch of some sort. Like I'll be honest here. I've launched things. Nobody, I pivoted, changed it to something else. Like that is all part of the growth. And especially if you're going from people knowing you as one thing to people now thinking of or knowing you as something else, you almost have more work to do because now people are confused. If you just come on the scene as a brand new person and you don't have any backstory, you weren't say like me, a hairdresser for 20 years. And now I'm speaking to other hair. People are like, well, wait, you know, so it's, it, it takes, it takes time. And though things can move quickly, you just, again, planting the seeds, moving the needle, what's the next thing and who can I be around that's doing the things I want to be doing. So I love that you pointed out, you have two different coaches that you work with full-time, basically one in our industry and one that is not in our industry. I talk about coaching and mentorship on here, like it's going out of style and it might turn people off. It might not. Cause I think I'm selling, 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 I'm selling the dream of what could be if you got the help and you got out of your own way and asked for the help that you needed. I do find that a lot of people, a have a hard time asking for help, but B I think a lot of people know they need help, but they just don't know like how to ask for help. So how did you even figure out who you wanted to work with as a coach or a mentor, like maybe in the beginning? And then how did you know when maybe it was time to go to, to work with somebody else? Yeah, I think that's that's, really important. Yeah. Great question. I think again, in terms of mentorship and coaching, I, I just feel that if you want to get somewhere a little faster, you find the person who's done it and learn from their experience. So, and again, I think our industry has shifted so much into getting into more of a collaborative spirit and being more open about, again, the things that maybe haven't went as well, the things that we've launched and and we quote unquote failed at. So I think, again, the more people that lean into openness and sharing and being collaborative, there's enough for us all. There is enough for us all. And in terms of coaching and education, there's not even nearly enough. We need so much more of that. So um, early on when I launched, so another little kind of piece of backstory, I actually had the technology, I had the web-based structure for our business built out in 2018. So I share that because I launched April, 2020. So I sat on our community for two years out of my own fear, my own insecurity, imposter syndrome. I actually also in 2018 went through a divorce. And so I struggled a lot with, with my confidence. I felt like, although that was a personal challenge that I went through, it really impacted my professional confidence. I felt like, Ooh, now what I'm, I'm on un, uncharted territory. And so again, I had to work really hard on my mindset and getting myself back into a place where I felt confident and capable. And so in in 2020, I, let's see, my business was closed in March, right? We were, you know, the pandemic hit and it was this like, whoa, what's going on? We're going to have, you know, maybe two, three weeks. I think I thought at the time where we would be shut down. And so I, at that point was sort of in this, this crossroads of like, you know what, 
this is a really good idea and either I'm going to do it or I'm going to let it go and I'm going to let somebody else do it because it's important, it's necessary and it will help people. And so it was just this kind of like, you know, come back to reality of my why and like my purpose and my, you know, like I said early on in in my attraction to the beauty industry, it was community, it was connection, it was meeting people. And so it kind of came back to that point. And I recognize that if I'm going to do this and I'm struggling with my confidence, I need to hire a coach who is focused on the business pieces that I felt I lacked. So that was my first hire. My first hire was a a coaching company who my coach's name is Nick. He's amazing. He works specifically with startups, specifically with tech entrepreneurs, specifically in the categories that I had no experience of, especially back then at that early stage. So And I actually had worked with another coach on his team for the first couple of months and then switched into working with Nick because he was a better fit. So again, those pivots, like that is something I think is so important. If you try something, especially if you're, if it's with coaching, there's so many people who have great insight, knowledge, experience, but it comes down to like a personality fit. You know, it's, it's somebody who you can connect with and, and relate to who understands you. And sometimes that might not be your first go, you know, you might find a coach that just doesn't have that connection to you and your business in the way that you were hoping. So instead of writing off coaching, find a different coach, you know, get back out there and find somebody else who, who finds what you're doing in your business, um, more in alignment with how they coach their style. So that was my first experience was coaching specifically in the business and the tech pieces that I really struggled with. And then as I got more and more confident in that area, I still work with Nick. We, we meet twice a month. We're, we're very, actually I'm in Denver now. And so we, we actually get to meet in person. He lives here. So it's been great to see our, our friendship now come from our coaching relationship. Um, but then also I work with Elizabeth Fay. And so she, she has the pieces within the industry and the community building and the things that are so relevant and important to shining light on our industry and community and, events and being able to come together to learn and have new experiences. And she's also, since I started working with her last year, early last year, she has stepped so much more into mindset and that, that piece of like your own well-being. You know, you talked about being a hustler and that like, go, 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 go. I was, that was my, that was my entire way of being through my career behind the chair. I was a hustler. I worked so hard. I was burnt out. (laughs) I was exhausted. I had no capacity for the creative pieces I wanted to step into, but I was, you know, six-figure stylist. I was so successful. I was a national educator. I had checked all the boxes, but I didn't feel fulfilled. So now with Elizabeth, I'm able to step into a lot more of the mindset that comes into the longevity of being a successful leader. You know, it's not just, um, it's not just hustle and go. It's not just financial success. You know, there's so many other pieces that come in. And so I feel like they are a really good balance for me in terms of, first of all, like masculine, feminine, um, more technical versus more holistic. Um, and then also just the two facets of being within the industry and then being outside of the industry. I think they just work really well for me, but it took a little navigating to find the right people. 100%. That's so funny. Like, and one of the things you were saying, we were talking about Nick and having started with somebody else in that same group and then, and pivoting over. It's like, I was like, it was like finding a hairdresser, right? You wouldn't go and get your haircut once, have a terrible experience, or maybe it not be so amazing and then never go back again to get your haircut. It's, it's like, same with coaching, but for some reason I get like, it's a, there's a stigma around asking for help. Um, Even therapy, even talk therapy, people have a stigma around actually, again, 
asking for the help that they need because sometimes they don't know exactly what they need. So they're afraid to ask for the help and let fear get in the way of them getting clarity and the answers to the things that they need. Funny story. I'm supposed to be in Zion with Elizabeth today, but I couldn't go because my, anyways, long story short, my babysitter fell through. So um, yeah, she is simply amazing. And that's again, another amazing, you know, find the people that are doing the things you want to be doing. And if they aren't say a coach, or if they aren't necessarily a mentor, like asking if you can shadow or pick their brain or take them a coffee or send them an email with like three to five extremely direct questions, um, letting them know that you admire them and how you could use some insight from them. Um, it's not always something you have to pay for, but often if we don't pay for the thing, we don't always have the skin in the game and start to do the things that we say we're going to do. And I know a lot of people dabble in, you know, free online education or free courses or free this or free that, but how often are you actually integrating that into your business or your life? And I feel you so hard with the, I was a six figure stylist. I checked all the boxes, but something ended up being missing at the end of the day. And that took a while, maybe about 15, 16 years in until I felt that way. But I knew that's when it was time to start exploring and, and seeing what else I could do within the industry. And yeah, those, those limiting beliefs and, um, you know, self-sabotaging behaviors start to pop up and you're like, wow, I didn't, I didn't think I had that to deal with. And so not only do you have to figure out how to navigate building the new business, you have to work through these things that come up. So having the right support system is the same as having good systems and processes in your business. You need to have that for yourself. And, you know, what would you, what would you say to your best friend or people that you care about? How would you encourage them to get the support that they need? Those are the things you have to remember to do for yourself as well when you're going after your goals and your dreams, whether they're really small or whether they're really, really big. So where are we at now with um, the app coming out and how can people get into your bubble and become a member of the Independent Beauty Bros? Yeah. So our community is again, focused specifically on the entrepreneurs within the beauty barber industry. So if you are an independent artist, if you're renting a chair, you're renting a suite, you're renting a spa space, you're a freelancer, you're an independent artist, educator, coach, you're, you're creating courses. Like you mentioned, um, even podcast hosts, that's another kind of category that we're stepping into education around. So all of our community focus is on business education. So you won't come onto our platform and learn about cutting hair. You won't learn how to do makeup applications. You won't learn anything in regards to the services that it is that you provide, because we know that the business education that is lacking in licensing is across the board necessary, no matter what category it is that you fall under. So again, whether it's accounting, whether it's um, marketing, social media stuff, we have downloadable contracts that were written by our attorney that you can customize for your business. Business. You can drop in your logo. You can put all your information, use that to secure a space so that that way the story I told in the beginning is not something that you have to encounter. You don't have to worry about not having that contract set and secure. So again, our entire focus is on resources and education that are specific to the business needs of the entrepreneur. Um, we are, we are, I am, me personally, really hyper-focused on taking our web-based platform into an app because we also recognize that technology is lacking in our industry. So it's one of those pieces that needs to be, there, there cannot be enough at this stage. We want more tech. We want more apps. I love seeing other apps kind of step into the spotlight in ways that you can run your business easier, more successfully without as much headache. Um, so our goal is to take our platform transition it into an app where it's on your smartphone, it's with you wherever you go, 
Um, and then as we continue to grow and pivot, our, our next step after is to have locations, chapters in major cities across the U.S. where you can network in person on a regular basis with other independent beauty professionals. Because again, we see how important networking is and the connections that are so important. And unfortunately, up until our community existed, the way that you would make those connections would either be through Instagram or on social media, um, which takes a lot of time and a lot of searching, or it would be at um, education events. And so that's kind of, again, you're there to learn. You're not necessarily there to make those specific connections. So having structured networking is a piece that I know will really, really in, implement more growth and expansion into our industry. And what are some of the positive, you know, things that have come out for people who have joined the community? What are you seeing as far as growth for them, as far as clarity, as far as connecting? Are you seeing people collaborate together, create things together, step into their education, start their podcast? Like, what is that looking like for people in the community? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's actually one of my favorite examples. One of our members, founding members actually has a podcast. She does really well on it. She has a ton of listeners and she's a great host, but she really wanted to connect with Nina Tulio, who has always been somebody I've looked up to as a mentor, a great person in our industry in terms of leadership. Um, we hosted a, we host virtual networking events. So you come in you talk about what you're looking for, who you want to connect with. Um, and Nina was on and, and this person, her name is Misty. She has, um, background beauty chats podcast. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. But she was like, Ooh, I really want to ask Nina to be on my podcast. And I was like, ask, ask her. That's why we're here. <laughs> That's the whole point of this. Like ask her. And so like, that was, again, <laughs> yeah, that relationship, I think, um, it's just sometimes taking the uncomfortability out of like, how do I, you know, we don't, we don't love cold DMS. Like nobody does. Nobody wants to see cold DMS come through that are like, Hey, Hey, I want to have you on. I want to talk to you, whatever. I think there's a lot of ways that we can warm up that introduction and make those connections so that it's an easy yes. So that somebody right away is like, Oh my gosh, I would love to do that. I'd love to be on your podcast. I'd love to be in your education course. I'd love to have you come to my location and host a class. Like that's, that's an easy thing when you have those, um, those mutual connections. So yeah, I think in that, that sense, networking, connecting hundred percent, we see that constantly where people are able to make those connections quickly and easily. Um, we're hosting our first two day education event in Dallas in July. So that's our first structured event that is in person. We have speakers organized. We're so excited. Um, July 17th and 18th, I'm sure you'll link all the information in the show notes, but that's one of those things. Again, our entire focus at that event in Dallas is only on the business education. So our first day is all about money. We're talking all about innovation, big ideas. We have people coming in that are in those um, categories of industry leaders talking about their experience. Um, and then on the second day, we're talking about systems and people and how important it is to bring systems into your business. And then also people, inclusivity, diversity, making sure that we're talking about all the things within our business that we know are going to get us from solopreneur to that CEO mindset. So that's the name of our event. It's the solopreneur to CEO summit. And I'm so excited to be able to continue to bring resources like this to entrepreneurs. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going, I'm going. I, I think that's amazing. I, listen, you guys, I'm listening to her talk about all this. And I'm like, I'm so glad you're creating this because I've been exhausted thinking about creating this and I don't want to, I wanted somebody else to create it. So I didn't have to, which is so counter productive to like, I can't believe I just said that out of my mouth because when you're somebody who strives to create and do and kind of like, just like lead and all of that, 
you, you want to do all the things. And there's so many things I wanted to bring to fruition. And that's why this podcast even exists. So it gets me so excited. I like, I'm going to just be proud of myself for a second for doing some inner work here. Listening to you say that you've created all this. I'm like, oh my God, how can I just be a part of it? Because I'm a fan of being like a hype girl. And I love, you know, holding space and, and the connecting part is my favorite part about this industry too. The connections, the networking that we get to do within our, with our clients. But you guys, if you've never been to an event like this, if you've never invested on the business side of your business, you are doing yourself a massive disservice to what could be. Yeah. Could and be? honestly, I can, I, I can say this, which is just, it blows my mind, but this is the first industry event that is completely focused on business education. We have no technical education whatsoever, and we're the first to do it. And that gives me like full body chills. I actually can't believe that because it's so necessary and we're seeing this trend. And I think, again, we need to just be there to support each other into stepping into those roles. And the last thing I want to say is that this is not me. I love that you just spotlight me in that, that way, but it's actually not me that's doing all of this. It's me collaborating with these amazing coaches, amazing educators, and sharing all these resources because I can't do all of this on my own. There's no way I could do any of this on my own. It's connecting with people like you and people like our speakers and seeing that like, Hey, the more we come together and the more we share our lane of expertise, our experience, the more we get to kind of collaborate, come up with these really big, cool ideas and do it together. I think that's the, the big key. I couldn't agree more. And I love that you share that piece of it because some people really a feel like they have to do it all on their own. So they get so overwhelmed. They don't actually do all the things. And then B, you know, it does take a village. It takes, it takes outside if you are listening to this and you are in the beauty industry and you want to be a part of this somehow, reach out to Lindsay and say, hey, how can I be a part of this? How can I support this? How can I go? How can I just anything? That's how I've gotten myself into the rooms that I've gotten myself into. It's not by chance. I asked, how can I be a part of that? How can I help? I'll come take the trash out. I'll volunteer, all this, all that. Do you need me to do things? And that's where like little opportunities kept happening for me that got me into the situation I'm at now. Having Chris Harder be my hundredth episode on the podcast, getting asked to speak in different various things. Like that wouldn't have happened if I didn't keep putting myself in the rooms to have the opportunity to create opportunity, right? So you never know what could be. And if all you've ever done is invest in technical classes, that's great. It got you where you are now, but what got you where you are now isn't going to get you where you want to go. So diving into things like this and exploring what it looks like to go from just like a solopreneur to like a real CEO in your business, that is where everything starts to shift. And it, it opens up the, the world of possibilities to what could be for your business and maybe brings in other streams of revenue. Like it's endless. We could go on, on, on and on about the benefits of just getting in community. So I know sometimes it's scary to go to an event, Find a BFF that you can bring, tag somebody, find, I'm sure you have a platform where maybe people will connect that have bought tickets or registered, reach out. That's how I've also met some really good friends is I went to a lot of live events by myself and the community would put a Facebook group together or some kind of platform where we could connect and see, we would share rooms, we would meet for coffee. And it's like, when you're there, show up. When you're there, don't go back to your room early. When you're there, stay for the coffee chats. When you're there, stay for the cocktail time. You don't have to drink, but stay and be part of it because showing up is a 80% of it, but playing full out while you're there is also a huge component of it too. And that's where you'll get the most takeaway from being in person in these live events. Sometimes it's hard to do that virtually, but in person, that's your opportunity to be yourself and find your people. You know, it's so powerful. In-person events are so powerful. 
Yeah. I love that you mentioned the cocktail hour because we actually structured in two VIP upgrades. One is the cocktail hour. And again, like buy the ticket, do that, do that, because that's where you're going to actually talk to these keynote speakers, these industry leaders. You're going to be side by side, having big conversations with them. And our second is a, is a mindset meditation in the morning. So again, do that VIP update, like go through that process of taking your mindset from again, solopreneur into being a CEO and recognizing how important your well-being and your mindset is into the success of your business getting out of that hustle. You know, those are things that we structured it that way because we want people to recognize the value in getting in the room with those mentors. 100% do the things. I'm so excited that you have this event. So yay for that. I can't wait. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show today. Is there any last bits of advice? Like where do you, I mean, I feel like you're naturally one of those people who's like kind of self-motivated and just keeps yourself going, but do you have any resources, books, podcasts, like other mentors that maybe aren't your coaches that you lean on for inspiration, motivation, or just when things kind of get sticky and tough? Absolutely. I mean, I could probably list off so many. I love personal development. I love Gay Hendricks. I love John Acuff. I love learning about the mindset stuff that is necessary for high level people, people who are, I mean, I am, my mantra this year is actually to slow down. (laughs) That's my whole goal is to slow down and enjoy this process because I'm always thinking about the next 12 steps in what I'm looking for. And unfortunately, sometimes that leads me to miss the magic that's happening in my day-to-day conversations, being able to record with you, being able to have friends in my circle who send me a text and cheer me on because they know we're launching ticket sales or having like those little moments of success in the journey before I get to the, you know, quote unquote perceived success, because that is also a perception. So I think all around, like having people that support you are my coaches and mentors were almost like a, like a starting point. And now that's shifted and rippled into my friendships, into the relationships that I allow in my circle. I feel like I have a completely different, um, perception of my energy and what I want to make sure I'm getting in, in return for the people that I invest in. And so, you know, I think that is, that's part of making these great connections, whether it's in person or whether it's virtually, it's really looking at like who fills up your cup and who is really receptive to your encouragement, the things that you want to give to them and support them with, like find those people and then do not let them go. I think that's something that, again, that's not even professionally, that's personally for the rest of your life. Like those people in your circle, in your corner are going to be there during the, the struggle and during the success. And I think that's really important to remember. So beautifully said. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more because if we don't get the personal part right, like the the, the professional part, you could get all the accolades, check all the boxes, be a six-figure stylist, but you're, you're, you're doing all that stuff alone for nothing. And um, I love that you touched on that because I feel like a lot of people feel like they don't need to spend as much time working on that portion as they do on the, on the hustle and grind part, get into that perceived level of success, right? Because it's different for all of us. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This conversation's been such a cup filler for me. So I hope it has been for every single one of the listeners today, whenever they tune in, obviously we're going to put this out way before your event so that hopefully everybody listening can grab a ticket. You guys, I cannot stress enough. I didn't even know this was the thing she was, she had going on. Yeah. This was like awesome. <laughs> Cause I'm a terrible interview. I guess I didn't find that out, but we have plenty of time. We can get a ticket. We can meet in real life. I'm going to be there. Lindsay's going to be there. I'm sure a ton of other incredible people for you to meet are going to be there. Again, if you've never been to an in-person event, do yourself a favor. If you've been to a million of them, this one sounds a lot different and a lot better. So let's all go together and um, hang out in real life. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me on. This was awesome. Yes. And where can people find you specifically on social media, right? Because it's, it's under uh, Independent Beauty Pro, obviously. 
Yep. Independent Beauty Pros is our handle on Instagram. So you can definitely connect with us there. We do, again, we have a membership option. So you can join our community. We have $49 monthly memberships, $4.99 annually. And that gives you access to all of our resources, our community, everything there on that back end. Um, But yeah, if you're you're just looking for connection or you want to say hi, Independent Beauty Pros on Instagram is where you will probably find me. And I would love to connect with you. And guys, that's all I did. I went over, I hung out and I said, hi, and that's how she's on the show. So go say hi to somebody, say hi to her and um, tag us. If you love this episode of the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, please share it with your friends, send it to somebody else, send it to the person you want to take to the event. Um, but if you, if you are so inclined, screenshot, share it on your social media. That way more people can get this information and, and be empowered to take, you know, a real responsibility in their role of being the CEO of their life. So sending you guys so much love. We will see you on the next one. Uh-huh.